As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Good morning, Big Show's on the radio. Hey, a little bit some more about you wild Catholics there, Hanson, about killing the cats. Oh. I told you the order stayed in place for about 200 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anybody who was caught trying to hide kitties were executed as witches, by the way. That was a little sidebar. Mm-hmm. But the rat population flourished during this time and resulted in a plague that killed off nearly three-quarters of the human population in Europe. Oh, so good plan. Oh, stop, man. <laughs> so needless to say, the ban was lifted, and the church ordered Christians to treat cats with kindness. <laughs> so, You're despicable. Man. All right. So mm-hmm. those damn killing cats. Oh, so be idea. careful who you anathemize, as they say. <laughs> that's right. All right. Uh, okay. March the 7th, 2023. Happy Tuesday, Big Show crew. Hey. Hey, how you doing today? I don't know what voice we're all doing. <laughs> it sounded like Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah they usually ah. do it. Mark's having some new voices. <laughs> A little late for Michael, I think. We're going to have to put it up on the rack, I think. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Uh, so, yeah, the whole crew here. Thank you all for being here in Radio Land. It's National Be Heard Day. Uh, time for women uh-huh. who are starting uh-huh. businesses at twice the rate of men mm-hmm. to find their voices and tell their stories. Well, it looks like men ought to start talking a little bit. Hmm. We're getting outdone yeah, by women. Are. That's basically what it says. It's just all day. Here's what the men have to say. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, all we right. got, okay, we all got right. the talking part now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on then. May I just interrupt? Yes. This will be the time. This is what we're talking <laughs> about. Oh, I, I will call Johnny at home. 
And I can tell when you think I'm talking too much. All right, babe. But anyway, what were you trying to tell me? And I said, I'm talking too much, ain't I? Yeah, I heard you. Shut up. So he's doing the Richard Petty, where you know Richard just take both of his, his palms and just slap the tops of his legs. Go. All right. Well. That's it. Uh, one day over. y'all gonna want me to talk, and I ain't gonna do it. Like now. <laughs> You keep talking to me, baby. You make my day and night. Okay, so Jackie's heard. Let's see. Oh, it's National <laughs> Crown Roast of Pork Day. Well, oh, yeah. Crown Roast of Pork earns its name when a pork loin is formed into a circle with the ribs pointing upwards. Uh, Ooh, yeah. Like a crown. That's the crown, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be like you know something from, uh, that was the ruler of a country. It can be he can do it with any <laughs> Jackie, what are your thoughts? No, I'm just kidding. So would that be made with like with the tomahawk pork chops? Maybe that's just one long bow. I don't know. That might be. Yeah, if you I don't put know. One around, like maybe. Thank you. Uh oh. Jackie's farming out her sarcastic laugh to Tater now. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Y'all work together. Uh, two more national days. It's National Cereal Day and National Flapjack Day. Ooh, that's a tough choice. That could be. So, Flapjack, same as pancakes or what? You know, get confused yeah, I think on that. Just, the name for pancakes. That's yeah, what you yeah. call them. I think that aren't flapjacks a little smaller, though? I, have, I don't know. Well, let's. Uh, well, they wouldn't flap as good if they were smaller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so that's the national days. We got those covered. We got three dates in history saved up. Those will be very important. That'll be our categories for Outburst. Get our first prize pack out. Yeah, we're all awake. Big Show's on the radio. Good morning, Big Show's on the radio. First prize pack this morning. We've got one in Fishing Cycles prize packs. Fishing Cycles makes premier electric bicycles at a budget-friendly price. If you go to thebigshow.com, click on the Fishing Cycles banner, see why others have gone fishing. Here's our three dates in history. We'll get our categories. March 7th, it was 1933, the game Monopoly was invented. It was mass-marketed by Parker Brothers in 1935. There's a whole dispute about that. The Monopoly originally was invented by a woman, Mm. and um, she called herself a game maker, though she never made any money at it. And she had a friend that came over and played the game with her. And that friend called her up later and said, hey, can you write down the rules to that game we played? And she said, sure. So she did. She gave them to him. He took it to Parker Brothers. Oh, he man, got the money really? for it. Yeah. Man. And on Women Be Heard Day. That's right. See? Yeah. Oh, God. She should have talked more. Mm. Get him, Tater. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move up to 1967. Jimmy Hoffa, Teamster president, Begins an eight-year jail sentence for defrauding the union and jury tampering uh, commuted in December 1971. And but he the, still got whacked. Yeah, so point. he went missing. I don't know what yeah, date yeah. that was, but it was, of course, later on. Mid-70s. Yeah. yeah, all right. Still hadn't found him, right? Mm-hmm. No. no. Okay. No, never you, will. You read stories that, oh, we think we found him yeah, every few yeah. years, but it never pans out. All right, well, there's two categories there. We got some board games and jail time. Let's go up to 02 when a federal judge awarded Anna Nicole Smith more than $88 million in the latest legal battle over the estate of Smith's late husband, J. Howard Marshall II. Mm-hmm. She said it was love. Yep. <laughs> it was, yeah, sure. All right. 
There you go. Tater, are you okay, honey? I am, sorry. What, what, what was that face? That about? face is because I, I, I don't have my glasses on, and I, I can't see what I'm looking oh, at. Oh, she's squinting. She's not <laughs> oh, frowning. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering. Is it gas, honey? No, I'm, all, I'm I'm not talking. I'm good. And in the cold. Solidarity. All right. Well, there you go. There's our categories. 1-800-BIG-SHOWS, your toll-free line across America. We will play Outburst next. Tuesday morning, Big Show is on your radio and our brand new video of the day. Every time you watch, focus on a different kid. Springtime's coming. Maybe you got some kids going to be playing T-ball. It's got to get you prepared for the action that you're going to see. There are multiple storylines going on at the same time. <laughs> that's, that's why you got to watch it several yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Fun of stuff at thebigshow.com. And right now, let's get the winners Let's play Outburst. It's the game that anyone can win. John Boy and Billy give you prizes from the big prize bin. Let's go meet contestant number one. This should really be a lot of fun. When you're playing Outburst, have a hurry up and guess time. You'll have the best time. You'll have a big show time. Let's say hey to Peter from Huntersville, North Carolina. We'll have a big show time. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning, Peter. How's everything up your way this morning? Uh, doing all right. How y'all? Yes. Well, man, we doing good, too. Well, I'm glad you made it in here. Well, let's get you through these categories and get you that prize pack. Here we go, Peter, in five seconds. Name three board games. Ready, go. Uh, Monopoly, uh, Trivial Pursuit, Scrabble. Bam. Bam. All right, Peter, now we need three reasons you can be sent to jail. Ready, go. Uh, theft, uh, fraud, and not paying child support. Bam. And for the win, three things people leave in their will. Ready, go. Their house, their money, and their vehicles. There you are. Later coming on in here, winning the Fishing Cycles prize pack. We'll get it to you up towards the lake here, buddy. Gradual. All right. It's the bottom of the hours. Catch you up on what went on around you overnight. Your local news. On the other side, Carl gonna tell us the story of Moby Dick, a big old white whale.
Good morning. It is Tuesday, March the 7th. Well, here, first thing in the mornings, we've been covering the classics with our man Carl. And now, it's story time with your host, Carl Childers. Mm. That Wheatley boy, Frank, he gave me a book the other day. It's about this fella that's all ended up with chasing this big old white whale named a Moby Dick. I ain't never heard of Moby Dick before. Mr. Bill Cox said it sounded like something he caught when he was in that Navy down in the Philippines. <laughs> I reckon he got it off in a yo-yo. <laughs> but that wasn't in this book. I can tell you about it if you want me to. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> I got it all prepared. I was hoping you'd say yeah. <laughs> well, sir, back in olden times there, this boy, he wanted to be a sailor on this whaling ship called the Pequod. His name was Ishmael. His roommate was this native feller named Queequeg. He used a lot of cues and names back in. <laughs> this Queequeg, he's all tattooed up like one of them loose, whorish women on the MTV. But he was good-natured for a native feller. He was funny ha-ha, not funny queer, which is good because they was bunkmates. Get it? <laughs> the chief mate, he's this feller named a Starbuck. He was one of them Quaker fellers like that old lady on the oatmeal box. <laughs> that Starbuck, he didn't stay in Wayland long. He'd give it up to open a coffee shop. <laughs> Did right well with it, too, from what I understand. And that captain, he was a feller called Ahab. Only Ahab I ever heard tell of was that Arab in that song. <laughs> but that had a camel in it instead of a whale, so I don't reckon they no relation. This Ahab, he had one eye. He's missing a leg. Seems he and old Moby Dick got into a scuffle a spell back, and Ahab come out on the short end of it. He wasn't too tickled having to hobble around on a broomstick where his legs should have been. I figured that's why he was plummied up with getting even with him. Mr. Bill Cox, he said Captain Ahab was the very first whale thug. <laughs> Who can't be topical. <laughs> well, sir, old Captain Ahab there, he told all them fellers that he's just going on a regular old whale hunt. And they all said, all right then. But they didn't have an inkling that they was really going looking for old Moby Dick. So they sailed off Summers to find that big white whale. I don't rightly know how you go about looking for a whale. Seems to me big old white one wouldn't be too hard to pick out of a crowd. Mr. Bill Cox said he's probably like picking out John Boy at one of them hippity-hop concerts. <laughs> so they sail around the ocean there, stopping and talking to other boats, asking the captains if they'd seen Moby Dick and whatnot. Every story was worse than the last. Telling Ahab about seeing ships getting squashed and sailors getting head up. This didn't bother Ahab none. It just made him see red. Mm. <laughs> Them other fellers, they was a might put off seeing how they might get head up and all. But what was they gonna do? It was a long swim home. Well, sir, they was pulled over having some biscuits and mustard for lunch when all of a sudden old Moby Dick shoots up out of the water. Oh, Ahab, he just about threw mud. <laughs> he cut everybody's lunch short, and they took out after him. 
Old Moby Dick, he's having a good bit of sport with him, bumping into the ship and a splashing water on him like he's at SeaWorld. See that Moby Dick? He was pretty old in whale years. He had a lot of aches and pains that made him a mite coarse with folks who messed with him. Mr. Bill Cox said he's like an underwater Robert D. Rafer, <laughs> but with a smaller blowhole. <laughs> I don't rightly know what he meant by that. <laughs> Mr. Bill Cox laughed a good bit at it. Well, them sailor fellers, they commenced to chucking harpoons at old Moby Dick. Some folks calls them spears, I calls them harpoons. Before too long, Moby Dick was on the ropes. Ahab was moving in for the kill. Mm. <laughs> About that time, a sailing ship cut him off. It was the SS Peter. They was cutting them harpoon ropes and screaming, What you trying to kill Moby Dick for? What you trying to kill Moby Dick for? Had to work it in there somewhere. <laughs> Moby Dick, he shook off them harpoons and started swimming away. Ahab was plumb put out about it. Then all of a sudden, like... Moby Dick circled around, come up out of the water, and landed on the SS Peter. Killed him. <laughs> Moral of the story, don't go poking your nose in other folks' squabbles. You might wind up getting squashed by a white whale. <laughs> the end. Story time is brought to you by Hargrave's Potted Meat Product. Chock full of peckers and lips since 1933. And you thought it wasn't going to have a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, this is Big Show on the radio. It is time for the diary of Gary Busey. Dear diary, this is Gary. Uh, Busey. <laughs> well, diary, it looks like I lost another close friend. They've been dropping like flies lately. Pretty soon I'll be roaming the streets of Horleywood all by my lonesome. <laughs> but it's bound to happen. It's going to be hard to say goodbye to my old friend, Crazy Frankie. Can't believe he finally went and got married. What? Gladys. <laughs> Big enough to be four gals. Hell, he might get arrested for polygamy. Here comes a bride, four wagons wide, and a groom had a lick of sense, he'd run and hide. She's a bell beefer. Moo. <laughs> Of course, I was the best man, Diary. <laughs> and with that come a good bit of responsibilities. First, I had to take the crazy one ring shopping. We didn't cut corners, neither. We went to the swankiest pawn shop in El Segundo. On a whim, Frankie decided to innovate the antiquated finger ring tradition and thought it would be cool to do nipple rings. It was a bold move by the crazy one. Now, he picked a simple gold ring for himself, which reflects his uncomplicated lifestyle. But choosing for his bride made him put on his thinking cap. Since she's one of them full-figured gals, he didn't want to get some skimpy little ninny-whistler. He went all out. Couldn't find nothing really spectacular at the nipple ring counter, so he hit the antique section and found a big old ornate door knocker. 
Now, he figures since she's a tad lopsided in the Hooter department, that bulky door knocker will pull her wayward blouse bunny plumb with the other. Knock, knock, who's there? Big girl's got enough to share. Check out that majestic bust. Hope that nipple ring don't rust. <laughs> you rang. <laughs> After tying on the rehearsal dinner feedback at the Sizzler down on Sepulveda, it was off to the bachelor party. A wang dang doodle. At a big table reserved at Drooper's. That over 40 strip club by the Burbank Airport. <laughs> Crazy Frankie was really impressed with the star-studded group I put together. Me, Gaylord Sartain, Mel Gibson's brother, Dale Gibson, Martin Sheen's brother, Joe Estevez, Clint Howard, Flavor Flav, and William Hung. She bangs, she bangs. <laughs> Can't shut him up about it. Oddly Hasselhoff passed. Loser. I also pulled a few strings and had a few special female pals show up as surprise dancers. Kathy Griffin never even got a chance to pop that top off before she got booed off stage. Now, that's a shame. I've seen them before. They're all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Brett Butler was kind of a disappointment. In my defense, I hadn't seen her in a good while. Naked, she kind of looked like one of them inflatable arm-waving things at the car lot where the air let out. But my ace in the hole saved the day. Brigitte Nielsen put on quite a show. Too much of a show, to be honest. She and Flav got so liquored up, they lost control. Good Lord, they being brave. Bridget's doing flavor flame. It's dirty, but it's kind of hot. Hope they both had rabies shots. Eve, uh, Eve, Eve, uh, Eve, uh. Satellite mule. hee They's having trouble with the venue for the ceremony. Crazy Frankie wanted to have it at Chuck E. Cheese in Burbank. But when we went in to pay the deposit, he found out they didn't have a band no more. No band? <laughs> Hell, that was half the reason for going there. When that fell through, we found a place out in Thousand Oaks. It's a midget wrestling school. Had the ceremony in the middle of that little wrestling ring. Everyone rode to the ring in golf carts, kind of like WrestleMania. Now, the bride didn't fit in the cart, so they towed her in the back of an old pickup truck. Lord, she was a sight to see. In that big white dress, she looked like a Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> the midget wrestlers walked ahead of the truck throwing flower petals, and then they all surrounded the ring, stood around the ring. It's a good thing they stayed close by because old Bridezilla had a hard time getting betwixt them ropes. Half of them pulled the ropes down, the other half pushed. She popped in like a watermelon seed. When it came time to exchange rings, Crazy Frankie's was no problem. Pop right in. But when Gladys dropped her tops so she could slap that door knocker on that giant hooter of hers, them little wrestlers, they went crazy and they stormed that ring. Apparently, they got a thing for big girls. Oh, it was something to see. You ever see Wild Kingdom, where a bunch of lions take down a water buffalo? It's kind of like that. <laughs> knock three times on that hooter if you're horny. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Poor old gal, she cannot flee. Humped by a dozen mini-me's. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, by the time the reception rolled around, the bride was nowhere to be found. She run off with a passel of them pint-sized wrestlers. Oh, hell, it didn't matter. Frankie hooked up with the caterer's daughter, and I wound up with one of the little feller's wives. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two tickets to Munchkin Land. <laughs> Some women find buck teeth in a glass eye turn on. Yup, 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 yup. <laughs> well, diary, I got a ski daddle. I'm taking Brett Butler over to Earl Shive to see if he can't put a new coat of purdy on him. <laughs> Until next time, diary. X's and O's. Get me, Busey. <laughs> yeah, right. We talk about them uh, Pringles, tater chips. Uh, you know, the guy who invented that packaging was Frederick J. Bauer. When he died in 08, his children followed his wishes and buried his remains inside of a Pringles can. Ow. Original flavor, How of tall course. was he? <laughs> maybe they cremated it or something. Or maybe it's just a really big can. Well, you'd have to. <laughs> they had a giant Pringles can. <laughs> all right, all right. We're done with our Pringles segment uh, here. Let's catch you up on your news. Good morning, it's Big Show on the radio, rolling through you Tuesday. You can win John Boy's Wonderful Things. This is giveaway number 57. We've got a 2014 gnome statuette of Kimba Walker when he was with the Charlotte Bobcats. We got an improperly stored, unauthorized version of a photo, a photo shoot that was promoting the inaugural running of the Winston. Back then they called it the championship race, the very first all-star race. 1985 at Charlotte Motor Speedway featured the winners from 84, and here they are who won a race that's in this picture. Terry Labonte, Harry Gann, Bobby Allison, Daryl Walter, Dale Earnhardt, Cale Yarborough, Benny Parsons, Jeff Bodine, Richard Petty, Tim Richmond, Ricky Rudd, and Bill Elliott. How it's, about that? That sounds like the roster at the Hall of Fame, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does, man. <laughs> They're all saying, we're going to be number one. Except, yeah, the king didn't didn't flip nah. it. He's not going to do that. Tim Richmond, Ricky Rudd, and Bill Elliott was on the front row. Oh, and I'm glad to see we had Bill last week using a, a finger. <laughs> but he was not <laughs> using a finger. One this yeah, week. This so different. Yeah, so y'all <laughs> check it out. It can be yours. You register for it at thebigshow.com. Good morning, Big Show's on the radio. Coming up, we play John Boyd Jeopardy. Go to we get a winner, and the winner gets a bull snot prize pack. $120 worth of bull snot cleaning products made in the USA. Truck driver's key, Camaro Pamubin. Yeah, sure do. <laughs> like a cosmic kid. Keep America moving. I got it. Bull snot, make sure they look good doing it. You can get bull snot at truck stops across America. Brownox.com. Also, click on the banner when you go to thebigshow.com. Hang on, we'll play for it in minutes. But right now, it's time for What to Watch. And here's our girl, Marcy Taylor Moran. 
Hello. We're going to run down the weekend box office, if you don't mind. Opening at number one was... <laughs> I don't like you. If we minded, you wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> right. All right. Opening at number one. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, if you didn't do that, what would you have planned? Yeah. Yeah. I would jump ahead and uh, oh, okay. All right. talk and about my weekend. 25, 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh. Weekend boxes. Okay. Uh, Opening at number one, uh-huh. Creed Three. Michael B. Jordan directed and stars in the latest installment in the Rocky Cinematic Universe. Uh-huh. Following the career of Adonis Creed, who's the son of Rocky Balboa's legendary rival Apollo Creed. Now, is Rocky in these movies? Rocky was in the first two, I think. Right. Oh, okay. All right. He is not yeah. in Creed Three. I don't think he's in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania drops mm. to number two. Cocaine Bear goes from second to third, but it's still up there. What's that about? <laughs> What's that like? About this couple. Uh, in fourth place is Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Yaba. Yaga. <laughs> Based on a very popular Japanese anime series. Oh, well. Yes. And rounding out, rounding out now, the what t- if we do mind? <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Too late. Rounding out the top five, Jesus Revolution. Mm-hmm. Those in the top five. I mean, Kelsey Grammer's on that. Right, right. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah like that. Okay, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Opening in theaters this weekend, 65. Now, this is has Adam Driver in a sci-fi thriller about a space pilot who crashes on an unknown planet and has to fight for his life against dinosaurs. What? <laughs> Turns out he's not only lost, he's gone back in time. Yeah. 65 million years. It's a mad Kind of like Planet of the Apes, but they went forward in time. Mm. Well, it's, I mean, it's kind of like drawing on every science fiction hit mm-hmm. yeah. ever. It's you a little know, bit of everything. Yeah. 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 It's like a sci fi salad. Yeah, yeah. I can't that. wait. Sci fi salad, I like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> uh, also opening up Champions. Woody Harrelson stars as an ex-minor league ba- ba- basketball coach. <laughs> and apparently he's from Wisconsin. <laughs> That's what I know. And he, uh, he winds up coaching a team of players with intellectual disabilities. And it's being called both heartwarming and hilarious. It's, it has Challenge. very goofy moments, but it's one of those movies with a lot of heart. I feel yeah. good yeah. Uh-huh. What you're saying, yeah. Awesome. Followed up by uh, Scream 6. The mm. survivors of the murderous rampage of Ghostface from the first five movies mm. decide to move to New York City to get a fresh start. Right. How's that go? <laughs> uh, how do you think it goes? You gotta huh? go to New York to get away from crime. Yeah. Gotta get Good away plan. from the murder. Uh, trending over on Netflix, Chris Rock's selective outrage. He's had a, a year to think about this now. So oh, yeah. Chris Rock sounds off on the infamous slap from Will Smith at last year's Oscars. Mm. It was the first live stream comedy special on Netflix on Sunday. Sunday night, but if you missed it, you can catch up anytime. It's kind of like Cocaine Bear. I mean, the title uh, says everything you no. need to no, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Hulu's big highlight: History of the World Part Two. Mel Brooks presents an eight-episode sequel to his legendary historical comedy, with eight episodes that bounce around history from biblical times to the Civil War to Watergate and beyond. And yeah. this is new. Yeah. It, it is, is new. new. Yeah, it's oh, made okay. for made for them. Yes. How about that? And that's a wrap of what to watch. Good deal. All right. Look at us. Good work there, Tatum. Wonderful work. Superstar. You (laughs) shut up. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get us a winner. Let's play John Boy Jeopardy. Review yesterday's question. We found out at last count there are around 100 of these that have been officially classified as lost at sea. 
Nearly half of them are considered armed and dangerous. Bombs yeah, of the man. nuclear type. Like nuclear yeah. bombs and missiles. Mm. All right. Today's John Boy Jeopardy. Forget Jaws. The average bite strength of this common reptile is nearly 12 times greater than that of a great white shark. Ah, what is an IRS agent? <laughs> They'll take a bite out of you. <laughs> what y'all got? 1-800-BIG-SHOW. You told free line. We play John Boy Jeopardy next. <laughs> Good Tuesday morning, March the 7th. Big show's on the radio, and we got... 30 minutes away from Tarmac. Video of the day. Every time you watch this video, focus on a different kid. It'll make you laugh. Little kids playing T-ball. You'll have to watch it about 10 times. <laughs> That's good stuff. At thebigshow.com. And right now, let's play. Yes, live across America, it's and now your host, a man who's been focusing on a different kid every day since the three of his were born. <laughs> He's John Moore. And thank you. Let's say hey to Jane out of Florence, Mississippi. Good morning, Jane. Hi, John Boy. Hey, welcome. All right, Jane, you first up, you can claim this big old prize pack. If you can tell us the average bite strength of this common reptile. What is it? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll tell you that it is 12 times greater than that of a great white shark. What you think, Jane? Crocodile. Crocodile. You saying it like you She saying. sounds like one when she's saying <laughs> Show us crocodile. Well, yeah. well, thank you, crocodile. Would have took an alligator, too. Yep. Basically, the same configuration on them big old jaws, man. What yeah. a, the alligator has a skinnier nose, <laughs> snout. Yeah. I think. One has yeah, like yeah. a snout versus. And the they're from different parts of the world, too, yep. I think. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, well, Jane down Florence ain't telling her none. She don't know. Jane, you got a big old bull snot prize pack. We'll get it to you down Florence. Well, thank you, John Boy. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's jump out and catch you up on your news. Out of Puss, about 20 minutes away, a visit from Tarmac the Magnificent, funny and amazing. Show on the radio for you Tuesday, March the seventh. Right, you having a birthday today? Happy birthday! Sharing one, I'm a lead man with a Jay Giles band, Peter Wolf. We got to hang out with Peter. Then he comes when our studios were uptown, Charlotte. And then we had a birthday party, and Peter came in, was yep. playing for it, and had a little practice deal. 
there, and then it was like, like it was late at night. And uh, what what was that Greek breakfast place we went oh, to? Oh, I can't remember the name. Uh, of it. Nice oh, man. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, Athens. Was it Athens? Athens? Yeah, I think it, it was, was Athens because yeah. Anderson's where it was. Yeah, that's right. It was Athens. She's right. Athens Absolutely. was close to our studio, so it, it was like it was like one or two in the morning. So I was with Peter, so I said, "Come on, no, it's a great breakfast place." So we went in there, and one of the clubs had let out. Was it a milestone? Maybe. Right there, but the, 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 they were dressing weirds back when the. When the first oh like goth oh yeah, yeah. like I think it was something like that but may, maybe that's what it was some first problem. of all like you and Peter Wolf were dressed weird <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were like dressed the most normal in, yeah. in the place that's what I was they, they were about. dressed more like the cook <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but old Peter Wolf man you know so uh, he uh, worked as a DJ mm-hmm. oh, that's why we had a lot in common you know mm. up in Boston. <laughs> His like DJ name was Woofa Goofa. What? <laughs> Woofa Goofa. So of course you all hit it off right away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, remember he did marry actress Faye Dunaway. He sure did. Back in 1974. Mm-hmm. I tried to draw him out on that. He wasn't giving no good stuff about it. <laughs> Maybe there wasn't any good stuff about well, it. Might have been in the agreement. Yeah. He was just trying to eat, man. <laughs> they divorced in 79, so they mm. had five years. No, that's not bad. Yes. It's a, y'all had a good five years together? He said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Osband, freeze frame, centerfold, must have got lost. Peter Wolf, 77 years old today. But Peter, how about that? All right, then. So, uh, mainly, happy birthday to you. <laughs> Good Tuesday morning, March the 7th. Got the big show on the radio. There you are, just in time. Here we go. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for our mysterious visitor from the East, the all-seeing, all-knowing, and former wingman to Terry Hansen, Tarmac the Magnificent. There's a fun gig, by the way. (laughs) Tarmac, I hold in my hands the envelopes. As a child of four can plainly see, these envelopes are hermetically sealed. They've been kept in a mayonnaise jar with Gary Busey's toothbrush since noon yesterday, so no one knows the contents of these envelopes. But you and your mystical and semi-divine way will ascertain the answers to these questions, having never before seen the questions. Are you ready? Born ready. <laughs> Let's go. Envelope number one. Cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. Who got kicked out of Jellystone Park for stealing cars instead of picnic baskets? There <laughs> <laughs> we go. The envelope number two. Crystal meth. Crystal meth. What's a good stage name for a stripper with no teeth? Envelope number three. Catman do. Catman do. What do you find in the litter box today after your cat eats a man? Envelope number four. 
Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Name a porn star that won a fiddling contest against the devil down in Georgia. (laughs) 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 Go to envelope number five. Pokemon. Pokemon. Who's the slowest guy on the Jamaican track team? (laughs) I think it's more of a nickname. (laughs) Awesome. Where are we? Oh, we're at envelope number six. Peter Lupus. Peter Lupus. Or is the worst place to have lupus? Tarmac, I hold in my hands the final envelope. Oh, that's how it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. The Situation Room. The Situation Room. What does John Boy call the men's room at a Mexican restaurant? <laughs> It's Tarmac, the Magnificent. I'm out of here. Now, say that again, Harold. My brother-in-law, Eddie, wanted me to do something for him. Your brother-in-law, Eddie, wanted you to do something for him. All right, so here it goes. And and this is what you chose. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So it's his fault. He just said, why don't I get on the air? Okay. Okay. Uh, He uh, he wanted me to tell Jackie and Taylor, Mm -hmm. hey, hey, Jackie. Hey, <laughs> well, it could have been a lot worse. Well done, <laughs> sir. Oh, great. Hey, Harold's brother. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Good morning. It's a big show on the radio for your Tuesday, March the 7th. We are right in the middle of the show. You just joined us. You missed some of the beginning. Not going to be around for the ending. We got you covered with John Boy and Billy's Late Risers podcast every weekday. Uh, you ready? Before high noon, he usually has that podcast up. Hope so. Of the morning show. Oh, yeah, man. And you can do the deal where it'll automatically download as soon as Randy puts it up there. Ain't got to worry about it. It'll be on your favorite mobile device by the time you get finished with work today. I'm yeah. finding out that there's a whole lot of truck drivers count on that getting posted as soon as I can get it up there. Awesome. So, Good. Yeah, all right. Y'all keep America moving. Randy, keep our podcast moving. All right. That's the plan. Check it out. TheBigShow.com. Good morning. Got the big show on the radio. Got the rabbi reviewing what has been the biggest movie of 2023 so far. Standing by. First, tell you what we're going to play for on the current events quiz coming up in minutes. Two great board games from the Op Games. If you're looking for an easy, fun party game for all ages, Blank Slate is the game for you. And Telestration After Dark, the telephone game all grown up. Hang on, you can win it in minutes. Well, we hadn't seen our next guest in quite a while. For the first time in 2023, he's in here. Sure, he's got a lot to tell us. Let's welcome our resident movie critic, Rabbi Myron Bergstein. What stinks in here? <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot what I was supposed to say here. Uh, I usually say shalomi homies. Shalomi homies? <laughs> yes. What's happening, John Boyum and Billy Goyum? Well, welcome back, Rabbi. Quick question. Where the hell have you been? What does that mean? English still a second language for you, huh? <laughs> Where you been all this time? You serious, man? We talked about it on the radio. I don't listen to this show, you boob. <laughs> Quit stalling. Where were you? Well, I had major surgery. You still milking that hammer, though, thing, huh? <laughs> no, well, for information, it was an abdominal aortic aneurysm. It was very serious, Rabbi. An abominable aquatic analyst? <laughs> It sounds made up. <laughs> All right, come on. Let's see that scar, big boy. I'm crying out loud. All right, let me pull my shirt. There you go. Wow. <laughs> wow, we wow, wow, wow. That is really something. Uh, you know what? In my opinion, you played this thing all wrong. What do you mean? Well, you know, if I was you... I'd have said shark attack. You're always in the boat and out of the water. It's a much better story. Anybody can have surgery. Hey, what'd you have? Surgery? Big deal. Shark attack. That's solid gold. Well, too late now. Uh, that's what you get for not staying in touch, you lemmix. No, Rabbi, what movie did you see? Boy, what didn't I see? I saw movies about a violent Santa Claus, a cartoon about a cat in shoes, uh, and... African American Adam with that wrestler, the uh, the uh, boulder. You name it, I saw it. Uh, anything good? Yeah, if you like crap, Hollywood makes crap. Here's a good example. My great great grandkids dragged me to this and to see a Smurf movie. Wow, I didn't even know Smurfs were still a thing. Oh, no, me either. They're trying to jazz it up, calling it the uh, uh, Avalanche Way Underwater. Hmm. I think that's Avatar the Way of Water. Yeah. What I said makes more sense. Well, what was it about? I'll tell you the truth. I sat through the whole thing. I honestly don't know. What? Let me read what I got off the internet. <clears throat> Jake, Sully, and Nate Thierry, oof, boy and girl, that ain't going to work out, have formed a family 
and are doing everything to stay together. Now they must leave their home and explore the regions of Pandora. When an ancient threat resurfaces, Jake must fight a difficult war against humans. What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> It'd probably help if you saw the first one. There was a first one? Wow! Wowie, wow, wow, wow! Mind blown! Holy uh, crap! Well, well, all right, well, uh, how is the cast? Well, it's okay, I guess. It's hard to tell when they're playing Smurfs. <laughs> that tall drink of water from the uh, Space Aliens movie is in it. Uh, Sir Goiny Weaver. Yeah, God bless you. That, uh, <laughs> that chubby gal from the movie about the sinking boat. Kate Winslet. If you say so. <laughs> but the guy I really liked was in that uh, remake of that movie, Crash of the Giants. The Clash of the Titans. Yes! The dashing <laughs> leading man type Sam Elliott. Sam Worthington. Oh, the actor you're thinking of is Sam Worthington. I thought that was the guy that swears all the time about snakes on the plane. <laughs> That's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I thought that was the guy who ran the bar in Boston and couldn't keep his trousers on. That's Sam Malone. <laughs> I thought that was the one-eyed guy who sang Candyman. Remember that? He used too much brill cream. That was Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> I thought that was the guy with the, the, the goatee that wears the jacket made out of the flag. That's Uncle Sam. <laughs> I thought that was the wooly bully guy. That's Sam the Sham. <laughs> I thought that was what my wife makes me for lunch. That's a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so who the hell am I thinking of? Sam Worthington. Oi, what a... Party mouth on that guy. No, okay, so what did you think? Tell you what I think. I think the Revengers would fire him for sure if he started in with all that mother, father, cocker, spaniel nonsense. I <laughs> know the uh, movie. Oh, well, I uh, I give it one and a half yarmulkes out of five. Who's got time for this nonsense? <laughs> Not me. Maybe you do. Maybe you're getting paid to sit at home and play video games. Maybe this reality is too boring for some great intellectual colossus like you. <laughs> Go on, eat your canned ravioli and drink your $10 coffee, you big shot. <laughs> Look down your nose at people who don't like the same movies you do. Happy New Year, you bastard. <laughs> wow. But, like I say, live and let live. Uh, Damn it, I forgot what to say here. Uh, see a matinee, it's cheaper. See a matinee, it's cheaper. <laughs> All right, crap, I stoop. Let's play the current. Events quiz. Bidley, what are we dealing with? Ford Motor Company presents the craziest self driving car technology you ever heard. <laughs> All right. You tell me about this. Yeah. Unbelievable. 1 800 Big Show, you toll free line. Don't worry about it. Take C and win. We play next. <laughs> It's a big show on the radio, rolling through your Tuesday, March the 7th. Our video of the day, every time you watch, focus on a different kid. Fun things to do at thebigshow.com. And right now, Pep Squad. Ready? Okay. Yay! 
Hey, let's say hey to Chris out of Columbus, Georgia. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. You ready for your quiz? I am ready. Okay, set up straight. Don't talk to nobody and listen to Billy. Well, self-driving features are popping up like weeds in the world of the modern automobile, but Ford appears to be working on a car that can do a whole lot more than stay in its own lane automatically. Dig this. The U.S. Patent Office just gave Ford a patent on several different ways to deal with customers who don't keep their car payments up to date. The most dramatic one is a car that could actually, are you ready for this, return itself to the dealership <laughs> if your loan is in default. It's a car with a built-in repo man. But now your ride wouldn't immediately take itself away from you. There would be several stages to the process, starting with digital alerts on your dashboard info system that you're behind on your payments. And after that, the car would kind of up the ante with tricks like A, deactivating your heater and air conditioner, mm -hmm. B, sending an alert to your bank, or C, making your car radio play nothing but this. Chris, well, what you got, buddy? I'll have to take C on that. You get out and run screaming from the car and let him go on back. That'll break him down pretty I, quick. I was can I be fired? <laughs> no, you can't. You've got to stay here and take it. But that is pretty wild. Car, it's like the car it has <laughs> passive-aggressive tendencies. It just messes with you. It messes with you while it just repo itself. Just right. drive back to the dealership. Right, right. That's awesome. Well, hey, Chris, good work there, buddy. We're going to send uh, two great board games from the Op Games down to Columbus for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. Bottom of the hour, top of your news. Right on the other side, we get our time capsule for this March the 7th. And then we act in the playhouse. This is the award-winning John Boy and Billy Big Show. The South's number one export. It's a marginal day in the neighborhood with people like you for a neighbor. Won't you move out? Would you move out? Hello, boys and girls, Mr. Rayford here. Glad to be able to add a little bit of class to this otherwise juvenile redneck yuck fest and help straighten out the new generation of crumb crutchers. Today is Adventure Day in Mr. Rayford's neighborhood. Our special guest is little Tommy Vaughn. Well, Tommy, 
How are you enjoying Adventure Day so far? It's really neat, Mr. Rayford. What, what a great idea putting all those old abandoned refrigerators with clubhouse painted on them in your backyard. I haven't seen my brother Eddie in the last few minutes, though. Do you think you could help me find him? Well, we'll talk about that later. You know, Tommy, I thought you were coming along on the road to curmudgeon hood. You know, I was on that cynical road back when you were just a drunken glaze in your father's eye. It doesn't just happen. You have to work at it. It's a 24-hour-a-day job. You can't just take an occasional stab at it. You've got to make it your life. I have. You've got to decide, are you going to be a good head or a butthead? Uh, I know I've shown patience and compassion in the past, but I want to be a butthead. Good, good, good. You're a fine boy. But with a little work, we can take care of that. You've got to surround yourself with people of like mind, people who think exactly like you do, people you can call a pal. Are you my pal, Tommy? Uh, yes, sir. I'm your pal. Good boy. How about a nice big glass of Bilo Cola, hmm? Hmm? Uh, yeah, that'd be great. I really got thirsty out there dodging all those bear traps. Ah, yes, and remember, you can't fall in the trap of saying what you think people want to hear. Speak your mind. Damn the consequences. Be a leader. Be a curmudgeon. Be a... Yeah, yeah, a butthead. I got it. I got it. Look, can I go now? Oh, I hate being a latchkey child. Well, if your mother would quit her job and stay home like all women should, the world wouldn't be so screwed up. Tell her I said give it up. She can't have it all. Tomorrow in Mr. Rayford's neighborhood, leaf blowers, modern convenience, or just another fiendish attempt to annoy me personally. Till then, get out of my yard, stay indoors, and if your parents go out to eat, pretend you're sick, stay home, and quit ruining my life. Till then, this is Mr. Rayford saying, ta-ta. Ta-da! Are we off? Yeah. Good. That'll hold the little bastards off for a while. John Boy and Billy. Show the radio coming up in less than 20 minutes. All things college hoops with the Pac Man. Right now, action. Welcome to John Boy and Billy Playhouse. Today's episode The Formal Affair. As our story opens, wealthy socialite Margaret McGillicuddy is about to host a black tie dinner party at her palatial home. Well, Carruthers, is everything in order? Indeed it is, madam. You've hired the best catering company in the city. Their attention to detail is impeccable. May I ask a small favor? A favor? Yes. I was helping the caterers move the large banquet table earlier, and I seem to have injured something in my back. If you don't mind, I'd like to leave a bit early before the party starts. Leave early? No, 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 that won't do at all. No, no. I need you here. Normally, I wouldn't ask, madam, but I'm afraid I'm in quite a bit of pain. Well, then take two aspirin and suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Madam, I'm sure the caterers can... The answer 
is no. You may not leave early. I need you here. But why, madam? Because you have something our guests expect that even the best caterer cannot provide. Your friendly, familiar face. Friendly, familiar <laughs> face, madam? Our guests are very important people. Most of them have visited here many times. When they arrive, they expect to be greeted by my trusted manservant, Carruthers. Not some weed-smoking barbarian working his way through community college. <laughs> you don't have to stay for the entire evening, but I need you standing at the ballroom door for the first 30 minutes to call the guests' names as they arrive. Oh, why didn't you say so? I will be most happy to do that. You will. Madam, I've been waiting to call some of your guests' names for years. <laughs> <Son> of a... <laughs> Toodly too. We hope you've enjoyed John Boy and Billy Playhouse. May I remind Madam to do up those top two buttons? <laughs> Food is going to be served. Tune in again next time when we hear the weed smoking barbarian from Community College parking cars outside say, Hey, big man, let me hold a dollar. <laughs> Medical experts tell us that doing this actually helps relieve constipation. <laughs> yes. Do share. Uh, share. How about when you laugh? How about when you laugh? Something is that? Well, of course oh, it is. Yeah. So please listen responsibly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it up in Vegas over the weekend and another Hendrick car close the deal driving that number 24 William Byron look like my wife's in the same doctor's office I think it was last year so it looked like an 8th grader over there playing a game in the world <laughs> you know where you can drive all of that look like that yeah, that's true <laughs> that's yeah. something yeah, we're doing it up. Yeah, William Byron, Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, Bubba Wallace, and Christopher Bell was your top five. They're going to come on back. Y'all boys, be careful. They're in the shops right now getting ready to pull back out and head to Phoenix. To Phoenix, that should complete the West Coast swing for now. And we'll be back to Atlanta on Sunday, March 19th. Mm-hmm. All right, and then y'all travel. Travel safe as far as the standings. Ross Chastain still leading the way. Alex Bowman's number two. Kevin Harvick in his final year. Happy. Should have something to be happy about. Number three in the standings. Daniel Suarez, Martin Truex Jr. 
Finish out the top ten. Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Kyle Bush, Joey Logano, Chris Busher. There you go. And, of course, we'll catch up with our man Doug on Thursday, as we always do. We're catching up your own college basketball. We're in March waiting for the madness. Pac-Man in minutes. Big Show rolls on. Good morning, Big Show's on the radio. Coming up, we play Wordy Word. Winner gets a big old bull snot prize pack. That's $120 worth of bull snot cleaning products made in the USA. You know, truck drivers keep America moving. Bull snot, make sure they look good doing it. You can find bull snot at truck stops across America. Or you can go to brownox.com. Got it fixed up at thebigshow.com. Click on that bull snot banner. Get all the info you need. Hang on, we'll play for it in minutes. Right now, it is March. We're getting close to the madness. We got our man from the ACC Network, Mark Packer. Good morning, Pack. Good morning, John Boy, Billy, rest of the crew. And you're right, it is March, and the madness has begun. ACC men's basketball tournament gets cranked up later today in Greensboro. We'll get to that. But, Johnny, the women took center stage over the weekend. Virginia Tech in Greensboro won their first ACC women's basketball tournament championship. Kenny Brooks, the coach there, quality guy, terrific program. And South Carolina was down in Greenville, and they win the SEC championship for the seventh time in the last nine years. And Dawn Staley, one of the best of all time when it comes to women's basketball, really, really for basketball period. She's just built an incredible program at South Carolina. They're 32-0, and they're going to be the number one overall seed heading into uh, what's going to be Selection Sunday coming up. So congratulations to Virginia Tech and South Carolina taking care of their business, respectively, on the women's side. The men take center stage, as I said, beginning later today in Greensboro. And, Johnny, you know how it was growing up in North Carolina, man. When you were a kid growing up in North Carolina, and it's time for the ACC tournament, the first day of the tournament, Man, the teachers would just roll in the televisions, and you'd watch basketball all day. <laughs> That's the truth, man. I, I mean, I, I mean, I know people think you know you're outside the ACC footprint with your, your syndicated show. They're thinking, what are these idiots talking about? That was just like a tradition in the state of North Carolina. That man, you knew when the tournament started, you had no school because you went there to watch the games on television. That's the god honest truth. So uh, that's going on in Greensboro though this week. I told you the beginning, beginning this afternoon. You got uh, Georgia Tech, Florida State starting things off at 2 o'clock. Louisville, B.C., Notre Dame, Virginia Tech later on. But when it comes to the ACC, Johnny, uh, your Tar Heels are going to be a big story because after Duke went into the Smith Center and John Shire brought out the brooms and swept Hubert Davis this year, uh, there is – I mean, really the storyline is, is North Carolina going to make the big dance? I mean, we'll see what's going to happen on the men's side. Miami's the number one overall seed, and they took care of business by knocking off Pitt. Over the weekend, but is North Carolina going to be the first time, first team ever in the since we've expanded the playoffs in the postseason play to be a preseason number one AP poll team that does not make the tournament? That's never happened before. And when Duke beat them on the Saturday night in the Smith Center, North Carolina suffered their twelfth loss of the year, which is the most ever, mm. ever for a preseason number one ranked basketball team. So we will see what North Carolina does. A lot of pressure on them to see what happens. So, Pat, Pat, I'm I'm sorry, I want to ask you, how far do they have to go, do you think, when they could get an at-large bid? To win the tournament and then they're in. But how far would they have to go, you think? Well, you know, somebody asked Hubert Davis after the game Saturday night, and he said, you know, I'm not really that concerned about winning all four. That's not really – the narrative, our deal is to have to win the first one. And he's, he's right about that. But obviously, everybody that shows up, the goal is to win them all. 
If North Carolina wins the tournament, they're automatically in. That's how that works. But I think Carolina is going to have to win at least two, a minimum of two, right. uh, to get in. And anything above that helps the cause. But here's the problem, Johnny. Uh, if you don't win the tournament and secure the automatic bid, you also have to do some scoreboard watching from around the country because, you know, some of these other tournaments, if you get some crazy team that gets hot at the right time, and we see this happen right. all the time, somebody starts stealing bids. And when you're on the bubble like North Carolina and Clemson, for that matter, I'd put the Tigers and the Tar Heels in the same boat. And even though the Tigers get the double buy as the number three seed, quite frankly, they can ill afford any L's. I mean, you've you got to win at least a couple to impress the judges, if that makes sense, if you're on the bubble. And I'd say the same thing in the SEC. I mean, there's teams like Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, and I'd even go as far as Auburn, that just can't afford to have a hiccup right out of the gate where you lose one and you're sitting on the couch and going, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen to us? You know, But that's the beauty of this time of the year, right? I mean, that's why we love watching all these games because the storylines are all over the place. And you know, you know somebody's going to catch fire and get hot and be that Cinderella girl for a while. Yeah. Uh, and who knows? I mean, you just don't know if it's going to be the conference tournament. You don't know if it's going to be the big tournament next week. But we'll get all the answers on Sunday for, le- for Selection Sunday. But there's great storylines in the SEC tournament in Nashville, which starts tomorrow night with the Gamecocks. And they take on Ole Miss. And then this afternoon in the ACC tournament, like I said, when Georgia Tech and Florida State get things started. But there are major major storylines all over the country. And once again, I keep telling you this, every week we get together, you take a snapshot of the top 25. I mean, this weekend alone, 10 ranked teams in the AP <laughs> top 25 lost. Man. And, and it's just, I mean, it's not like you know, it's ranked versus ranked. We had a couple of those games, but for the most part, these are unranked teams mm-hmm. beating ranked teams. And it just goes to show you how crazy the parody is in college hoops. And when we get into Filling out the brackets on Sunday when you and I get together next week and start saying, "Pack, you got your Final Four. Uh-huh. I mean, just start laughing at all these idiots that go, I'm going to tell you. Nobody has a clue <laughs> who's going to be in this year's Final Four because I'm telling you, there could be anywhere from 15 to 20 teams that are capable of winning enough games to get to Houston to the Final Four. They're that, I mean, it's that wide open. And so, I mean, the tournament, I just cannot wait to see how this goes down. It's and, just going to be unbelievable. There's going to be a lot of hurt feelings, I predict, when I get that final 68 teams in the tournament. Well, there's well. no doubt. And, again, I, again, I think that if you are within earshot of this radio show and you're an ACC <laughs> or an SEC fan, because that basically covers everybody here, I think it, it, it's, a, it's a nervous time this week if you're Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Auburn, North Carolina, or Clemson fan. Because – you know you got work to do. You can ill afford, even if you're on the good side of the bubble based on your favorite bracketologist, which drives me crazy. Yeah. But even if you're on the good side of it, you just cannot afford a hiccup and be one and done in your conference tournament. I mean, if you do that, you are at the mercy of the gods. And in all likelihood, it's probably not going to work out well for you. So a lot of pressure on a lot of teams, especially a team like North Carolina, maybe more so than anybody ever given the fact that they were the preseason number one team. It's always North Carolina, and the expectations are really high. But quite frankly, their resume they just had so many opportunities to impress. And, you know, that quad one win problem in which, hey, Virginia's the only one sitting there for them, that's a problem. And uh, they don't have a terrible loss, but they just don't have enough quality wins right now to impress the judges. That's why Greensboro is going to be so important for the Tar Heels. And even a team like Brad Brown and the Tigers, I mean, they've got four quad one wins, three of them on the road, which you would automatically say 
well, they're in. I mean, they, they're the number three seed in the ACC going to the tournament. How, how are they not in, right? I mean, well, when you have three or four awful losses, it kind of balances, balances the whole thing out. So we'll see what the judges come Go up with wild. on Sunday. Go be wild. So next Tuesday, we'll have our brackets filmed out. Randy, this might be your year. You've come close, but now well, let me it's tell you so wide I, open. Randy's got the best shot of all of us. Cause <laughs> I, I, and, I, and I know what I'm going to tell you next week because I've told you every year I've done this with you. It should take you no more than two minutes to fill out a bracket. Right. Only fill out one because the damn thing's going to be in the trash can on Friday. I mean, I'm just telling you, this thing is going think. to be ugly. It is going to get ugly, it is, but it's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Uh, you the man, Pac. Thank you so much, buddy. All right, boys and girls. Y'all be good. We'll touch base next week. All right, man. Can't wait, buddy. Here it is. That time of the year. All right. You can catch back on ACCPM every weekday, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the ACC Network on the television. All right, then. Let's play our wordy word game, y'all. Come on. Leave it all on the court, Randy. 1-800-BIG-SHOW-YOU-TOLD-FREE-LINE. We'll team up and play next. morning big show is on the radio video of the day every time you watch focus on a different kid <laughs> one play in t-ball action it's all you need <laughs> let mayhem ensue i love it check it out when you go to the big show.com and right now let's play i went Everybody's heard about the bird. The, the, the wordy word and a wordy word. Let's meet the contestants. We got Hugh from Aberdeen, North Carolina. Good morning, Hugh. Good morning, John. Aberdeen, Aberdeen. I got to sing that. Every time I go by the sign there in Aberdeen, when I'm heading down to the place, out of wow. You are <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to share that. Madman. And we got Matthew from Bluntville, Tennessee. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning. Good morning. Every time I see Bluntville, I got to pull out a blunt. Is it Matthew? <laughs> Is it? No, I, I get mixed up sometimes. Is it Blunt or Blount? It's Blunt. Okay, blunt. I thought yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. It's right. Bluntville. Okay. It kind of depends what you're smoking. <laughs> so. All right. So good work there, boys. Well, Matthew, you're on Team Tater and Randy. All right, all right, all right. Awesome. <laughs> we, got, we got Hugh on the John Boy and Bella side. Me and Hugh is going to go for the first 30 seconds. Matthew, you relax. Hugh, are you ready? Absolutely. All right, buddy. Start the clock now. These are little candies. You get it like Easter time. They're real small, and they kind of rhyme. <laughs> Ronald Reagan loved them, kept them on his desk. Different colors. Got weird. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. You're not nice. You are the opposite of nice. You're being blank to me. You're being ugly. No. Mean. Yes. 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 Mean. Yes. All right. Rhymes with it. The opposite of thick is. The opposite of what now? Thick. That's a terrible yeah. opposite. Mm. Yeah. All right, Hugh. Well, we stumbled into a two. Here, All right. I, I owe you this. There you go. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. All right, two. Matthew and Tater. All right, Matthew, are you ready? All right. Okay. Yeah. And 
Go. Okay, it's a like a, your hamburger. You can have it with like little fat. It's called what? It's called lean. Yes. Uh, go. Rhymes with it. Uh, somebody who's thirteen. Oh. Oh. All right. Next. Next one. Uh, all right. A Scottish Scottish guy wears a skirt. It's called a what? Kilt. Yes. Um, you have a blank of bread. Blank of. Oh. Yep. yep. Uh, you uh, listen to this on your radio. Huh? Music. Yes, sir. Uh, you have two holes. What are they called in your nose? Uh, All right. There's a buzzer. Oh, I already said nostrils, but that was after the buzzer, yeah, Jackie. Okay. Don't Gotta give it to him. Move that pen. I saw it over there. <laughs> so, so, right, yeah, so uh, by the way, uh, Hugh, you got one sitting there. Marcia said uh, 13. The word was teen. Yeah. Kind of sneaks up on you like that, don't it? All right. So it's four to three. Matthew leads by one going into round two. All right. <laughs> if you love me, you'd give that to me. <laughs> You're so mean. You should give it to me. Mean. That was a good word we used. Mm. So, Hugh, now's the time. That would be the time to step it up here. All right. Are you ready, buddy? Go ahead. And go. An Australian bird with a long neck lays a huge Ostrich. egg. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I don't see. Uh, pig meat is also called what? It's not beef. It's... Midgets. No. Uh, pig meat is called what? It's not called a beef dwarf. or chicken. Barbecue. Called, barbecue is pig oh, oh. meat. Pig meat. Oh, I, pig meat. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So go. Okay, barbecue. Yeah. So what is it? What is it? <laughs> what what is it? Hugh. Pork. Pork. Yes. Oh, okay, fine. <sighs> I'm sorry, Billy. I couldn't taste it's, it anymore. It's like he was running the clock out or something. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a knee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, you got that one on there. No, you got the three on there. What? One, two, You got one, a total three. of four. A total of four. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. We couldn't believe it either. (laughs) So, Matthew and Randy, one will win. (laughs) If you don't do nothing but sit there, it'll tie. Run the clock out like that guy did. (laughs) Oh, yeah. See if you can do that. All right. (laughs) Matthew and Randy, ready, go. Oh, man. Oh, well, Randy's running the clock out. Oh, my turn? Yes, your turn. Uh Okay, what's the guy's name I'm playing with? Matthew. Matthew. How you doing? Oh, gosh. Doing all right yourself. I'm all right, buddy. So it's the other white meat. (laughs) Pork. That's right. Oh, I was hoping you would miss it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew wins five to four. All right. Hugh came up a little short. What is the matter with Hugh? (laughs) And you, you can play again anytime, buddy. All right. Thank you. All right, man. Now every time I go by Aberdeen, I'm going to think of you. you (laughs) Good work, buddy. We appreciate you. Can I give a shout-out? Well, yeah, go ahead, Hugh. Shout-out to everybody. Okay, great shout-out. That's a a way to end up a wonderful appearance here on the big show. Matthew, you got the big old prize pack heading over to Blountville for you. Awesome. Can I give a (laughs) shout-out? You go ahead. I'd like to say hey to all my friends at Brian's Auto Tech, Brian, Al, Mike, Aaron, and my boys, Sean and Eddie. Well, and all right. First time caller. Well, all, all right. right. Appreciate you and yours. Let's do the big show. Get that for Matthew. <laughs> you might have had the, the last move ever yeah. there, Matthew. Congratulations. <laughs> 
Good morning, got the big show on the radio. Classic bit request time is where we're at here. Amy Phelps out of Rock Hill, South Carolina says, y'all, could you play any of the married man skits? Reminds me of my brother and his wife, LOL. We can play all of them, not in a row. <laughs> we sure can, Amy. Well, you and your brother. Coming up next. <laughs> Good morning, it's the Big Show on the radio, classic bit request time. This morning, Amy Phelps out of Rock Hill, South Carolina. Was here a married man? If you were Amy Phelps' brother, this is who you remind your sister of. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Action. Married man, married man, drives around in a minivan. Got a wife and some kids, his whole life's on the skids. Hey there, there goes the married man. How's he feel? Listen, dude, this poor guy's really screwed. Hanging on by a thread, quart of milk, loaf of bread. Hey there, there goes the married man. Got a big gas grill, buys his clothes at the Gap, and he's just about... Had enough of this crap Married man, married man Friendly neighborhood married man Life for him has no zing Wife won't let him do a thing She says it's about time he grew up Wherever there's a screw up You'll find the married man As our story opens, married man and his crime-fighting colleagues are aboard the minivan after an eventful visit to the Brushywood nuclear station. Move over, Ledford. You're hogging a seat. You know, you could ask nice. Old dripper jars there ain't much on people's skills, is it? You got that right. Uh, Hold it down just for a second, guys. Hello? Hi, honey bunny. Yes, I know I said I'd be home soon, but we hit a little snag at the nuclear plant while we were trying to give ourselves superpowers. <laughs> well, remember how we zapped Drinking Buddy with radiation and he turned into this giant hulking monster? Well, we zapped him again and he split into two identical twins. We're kind of trying to get him put back together right now. What? Yes, both of them are big drinkers. Yes, I know you're making teriyaki pot roast for dinner. With any luck at all, I'll be home in, oh, an hour or so. Okay, honey. Bye. Hey, big guy. Uh, did it hurt? Did what hurt? When your wife uh, stuck that ring in your nose. That's a good one, big guy. <laughs> hey, so where are we going anyway? To see a friend of mine over at the college. If anybody can figure out how to put Humpty and Dumpty back together again, it's him. Hey, big guy. Uh, sure would be nice to stop off somewhere for a cocktail. I like the way you think, big guy. Hey, what's not to like? You know, there's only two of him, but he's three times as annoying. <laughs> Moments later, the dysfunctional super quartet arrive at their destination. Oh, well, well, married man. Nice to see you. Yo, come on in the lab. 
Howdy, old friend. Sherman Klump, this is my crime-fighting sidekick, oh, college buddy. This is our new associate drinking buddy. And, and so is this. Uh, evening, Professor. What's up, Doc? Going, big guy. We really appreciate you meeting us like this. Oh, no problem. Family and I were just headed out to the cafeteria when you called. Your family's here? Yep. Folks, I'd like you to meet Central City's number one superhero, married man. Oh, this is just fabulous. A real-life celebrity. Married man, married man, married man. Yeah, look who he got with him. It's the before and before twin. Cletus, hush your mouth. Is this going to take long? My blood sugar's going to get messed up if I don't have something to eat pretty soon. Woman, the man ain't got time to hear about all your little aches and pains. Better back up out of my face there, Cletus, before I lace them. Smack down on you. Well, bring on the noise, bring on the funk. Mama, Cletus, please. Uh, so, uh, Professor, uh, what's your take on our uh, little situation here? Well, uh, according to some research I've done on the subject, it's uh, theoretically possible to recombine your twin friends here into a single entity. Uh, in fact, I've developed a special experimental procedure that'll do just that. Uh, first, uh, each of you needs to take a drink of this special formula. I'll just pour it in these test tubes here. Hey, big guy, I got a shot glass in my utility belt. <laughs> hey, me too. Small world, ain't it? I heard that. Okay, okay, you're just alike. We got it. Now, uh, here you go, fellas. Now, uh, drink that down. <laughs> That's a mighty strong, big guy. <laughs> Tastes kind of like turpentine. And he would know. Okay, now what? Well, uh, the formula has temporarily destabilized your friend's molecular structure. You kidding? He's been destabilized since the late 70s. Now, I want you gentlemen to stand at opposite sides of the room and uh, run toward each other as fast as you can. Well, assuming that they're actually capable of pulling that off, uh, what's going to happen? Well, you see, when they collide, the impact should drive their unstable molecules back together, turning the twins back into a single entity. Sounds good to me. Okay, drinking buddies, on your marks, get set, go! Red Rover, Red Rover, send me right over. The drinking buddies lurch toward each other and collide with a resounding impact. Great Caesar's goat. They're back together. Whew. You know, uh, all that running made me kind of thirsty. Hey, hey, Doc, you got anything to drink around here? It worked. He's back to his old self. Sherman, you're a genius. Yeah, we got our drunk back. That ought to win him the Nobel Prize. Y'all ain't got to run right off now, do you? I kind of like to get to know you a little better there, Superman. Uh, that, that's married man. Oh, look at them tights. You got a nice physique for an older fella. Hey, any chance of y'all zapping this one here, too? I wouldn't mind running off three or four copies of him keep around the house. Uh, no offense, ma'am, but you're creeping me out. And so the drinking buddies are reunited again. We'll leave it to you whether or not that's a good thing. Tune in again next time when we'll hear Granny say, If you go, I'll scream. For more matrimonial marvels, don't miss our next sphincter tightening adventure. Same married time, same married channel. Wherever there's a screw up, you'll find the married man. <laughs>
Good morning. It's the Big Show on the radio for a few more minutes. Well, we wrap her up. And then up next is John Boy Miller's Late Risers podcast. The entire Big Show truncated for your listening pleasure in today's active lifestyle. Let's see. Oh, I'll tell you about my wonderful thing giveaway of the week. It's giveaway number 57. Got a 2014 gnome statuette of Kimba Walker. And I've been giving away bobbleheads I've been finding in the office. This is the first gnome statuette. This was when Kimba was playing for the Bobcats in Charlotte. Also, an improperly stored, unauthorized version. But the photo shoot used to promote the inaugural running of the Winston All-Star Race in 1985. Remember, Rusty Wallace won that mm-hmm. thing, took out Daryl Walter. If I still yeah. remember that, we did a song about it. They were, Pitt Cruz was fighting back in the good old days. Hmm. Or, you know, they made the drivers go stand in the corner and time out. <laughs> well, they're much younger now. Yeah, I know. That was the whole deal with that. But uh, in this photo, y'all, Terry Labonte, Harry Gant, Bobby Allison, Daryl Waltrip, Dale Earnhardt, Cale Yarborough, Benny Parsons, Jeff Bodine, Richard Petty, they're all saying... We're number one. On the front rows, Tim Richmond, Ricky Rudd, and Bill Elliott. They're the only ones not doing it. So I don't know whether they just chose not to or whether they didn't know I what the guys were doing. I think they lined up by them. points or something. I don't, know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think King Richard was doing it either. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think the king would do it? No, that's right. That's yeah. right. Maybe check for sure. Yeah, I don't think either. So anyway, so y'all, well, you can see it. Register to win it. We'll give it away on Friday. We're doing uh, some cool Improper racing pictures <laughs> yes. here at the start of this 2023 season. These are the pictures that when they were given to him, they said, don't let this out. No, right, it's just right. for you. <laughs> I figure you statue of limitations run out. Yeah, we'll sure. see. All right. You can have it. TheBigShow.com. All right, Billy, let's take it on. Bitbox is here. All your favorites from four decades of The Big Show. 99 cents each. 15 for nine ninety nine. Buy them once. Play them anywhere. Shop the Bitbox online right now at TheBigShow.com. The Big Show Warehouse is chock full of JB&B goodies like t-shirts and hats and a whole lot more. And you can order some stuff right now. The phone number is 800-471-STUFF. Online services by Animink.com. All right. Good Saturday. Yeah. Move on. Don't worry. Randy, put together a brand new Big Show cow. You're welcome. <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, 
Whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.